All right, and welcome to the Rory's Nitro podcast, the show that rips up the buy rates and TV ratings and declares our own winner in some of pro wrestling's biggest head-to-head battles. I'm your host, Lee Carlos Cunningham, joined today by a very special guest. We're welcoming on Steve from the PPW podcast. How's things going, Steve? Things are going good. Like I just told you before we start recording, it's getting cold here in Chicago in the U.S., and uh, we're starting to hunker down for the winter. Yeah, it's um, getting unseasonably warm here in Brisbane, Australia, so we're having the exact opposite effect right now. All right, it's all it's all good. It's all fun, though, man. Can't complain. Um, we we're just talking about the craziness that's going on in the world right now, and probably rather than dwell on that, we're going to talk on some more fun nostalgia times, which is, mm-hmm. you know, definitely my wheelhouse and absolutely your wheelhouse because it's yes. everything from the era that you and Eric are constantly talking about. Yes, the uh, if you basically I say with our show and a lot I find when we listen to your guys's too is if you were born between like let's say 1980 and like 1990 maybe even like 79 to 80 we're like in the wheelhouse of like when wrestling was I mean I don't want to say real because I, I think even as kids we knew something wasn't right about it but it didn't matter because we were so like hungry for anything wrestling and to obsess over and I'm excited to talk about what we're going to get into today. Yeah, I think um, it's definitely more than nostalgia, though, because I don't know about you. I go back and watch, you know, cartoons, TV shows, things like that from, you know, mid 80s, late 80s, early 90s. And none of them really hold up to the same Mm -hmm. effect that wrestling does by comparison. Like, I guess probably the the only exceptions for me would be like, I still really have a soft spot for some of the early 90s, late 80s sort of superhero films like your Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. I still love, love He-Man's, like one of my classic favorite bad movies. The Dolph um, Lundgren one with He-Man? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> um, really quick, I don't want to cut you off, but when, so did you watch the cartoon, the Masters of the Universe cartoon before the movie? I did, yes. Okay, so were you so confused, like, we're like, this isn't the cartoon when you saw the movie? Or were you just like into it because it was He-Man? I was just into it. I, um, yeah. you know, obviously there was a big story around that and budget, um, money, finance, really. But I didn't think anything of the fact that it was on planet Earth and they <laughs> didn't have the Oracle or anything like that. I just enjoyed it for what it was. I just love Skeletor. I thought they nailed the Skeletor character, but this is not a He-Man podcast yet. I don't think so. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> but, um, but that's I- that's a great point about wrestling still holding up. And yeah, that's we. That's a good point. Like I was watching some old. The Ninja Turtles cartoons, and they're okay, but they don't hold up as well as, like, I can't put on, like, Ninja Turtles in the background all day and be fine like I can with old wrestling. Exactly. Like, I was a huge fan of the A-Team as a kid, and I can put it on now, but, like, you can acknowledge that it's, you know, largely quite terrible <laughs> by comparison <laughs> to today's TV. But if you had a choice between, you know, WrestleMania 7 and WrestleMania 37, I don't know which one I'm watching today. Yeah, 100%. 100%. So the actual subject for today's show, I suppose we should let everyone in on, is we're going to discuss the WCW versus WWF title belt designs of the 90s. So I'm by no means like the most knowledgeable belt person. I do have a pretty decent collection, probably a dozen replicas or so. But um, I think we've largely nailed all the major belts of the era. Anyone can feel free to give us some hate mail if I've missed something important. <laughs> but I think, I think we've pretty much nailed it here. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I'll let, this is your show, so you got to drive. <laughs> so we're going to basically go through um, and take, I think we've got the top seven belts from the 90s at mm-hmm. WWF, WCW. We're going to pick a winner for each one and then overall tally up the score. But um, before we go into actually picking the winners, I guess to start with, I-, I messaged you the other day and I think you and I have both got like a pretty strong 90s WWF bias. So we should probably put that out there to start with. Would you agree with that? Yes, but I'm going to I'm I'm going to try not to overcompensate for that bias by leaning the other way type of thing. Like I'm you know like I'm not going to say winged eagle no matter what type of thing like that's the default answer. But I we'll, I'm excited to break down why we're going to pick the winners in this little unofficial tournament we're doing here. Absolutely. So we've both probably got a, a bit of a WWF bias, but try and be as, as objective as we can. Winged Eagle is definitely my favorite belt design of all time yeah. right off the bat, but um, we will try and keep it as objective as possible. Before we start though, like, do you, um, do you collect or have any replica belts in your possession at the moment? Okay. So I have currently four. Um, and for the longest time I resisted buying them because I was like, what am I going to do with them? But now I look at them as a little bit like art. Like, why do you have, like, pictures up on the wall type of thing? Granted, these are a little more expensive. But so for one of my birthdays one year, my wife surprised me. 
and she bought me the Attitude Era Big Eagle, I guess it's called. Yeah. And what's funny is she knew I wanted an Eagle belt. So, or she heard Eagle. And then, you know, because she always, she would like, you know, pry me, like, what belt's your favorite? I'd say the Winged Eagle. So she's on WWE Shop. She's this big, big Eagle. She's like, oh, this must be what he wanted. So it arrived, and I was like, oh, awesome. I'm like, she's like, is that what you wanted? I was like, actually, no, but I'm glad you got this because I think it's an awesome display. Because at the time, at our old house, we had our TV mounted on the wall, and right above the t- between the TV and the ceiling was a, a space perfect for a belt to be displayed. And my friend would always joke, like, you got to get a belt up there. So that's where it is, and it looks perfect up there because it's bigger than the Winged Eagle, so it stands out a bit more. So that's one I have is the Attitude Era one. And these are all WWE ones, by the way. Uh, I know there's some people, ring skirts included, our friend Nate ring skirts on Twitter, that are obsessed with the F, but I've gotten over that as time has gone on. Uh, So all mine are WWE. And then I have the yellow Ultimate Warrior Intercontinental title, which I traded someone in a Facebook group for, forget this, a Pete Dunne uh, elite figure that was really hard to find. I found it and I was like, wow. And he was like, hey, I have this belt. I'll trade it for you. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so he did. And, and it's not like perfect condition, but it's a WWE shop replica. That's great. Yep. Uh, and then I've got the Ultimate Warrior Blue Winged Eagle belt, which I was torn between that one and the white strap because I think they're both like cool and unique, but the blue pops a little bit more. And then for my birthday this year, my wife got me the Brummable Rock belt, which I cannot recommend enough to people because it is so heavy the plate is huge the 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 backing is like a blue it's just awesome so those are the four that i have awesome i have the first three that you mentioned there mm-hmm. and then um a couple of mine i got because my brother and i decided to buy some belts and i got the the blue winged eagle first mm-hmm. the first belt that i ever uh, well, that i bought um recently and he gave up on it after two or three so i've also got his just randomly he had the um, the yellow and the white intercontinental titles mm-hmm. and the cr- purple cruiserweight title for some reason and then he just went oh, i don't really want to collect these you can have them so i was like cool yeah. that's extras yep. for my collection i've also got the black intercontinental i got the oval intercontinental in pretty poor condition but i got it super cheap off like facebook marketplace over here it's just missing a few of the stones really so you can't notice it on the wall but if you went and had a close look you would and i also have the european and ecw titles that i picked up uh the ecw is another like marketplace score um an nxt tag team title randomly that someone had for like 150 australian dollars which is about 75 us on marketplace over here yeah actually on a like a re-leathered strap as well which is not something i'd spend the money to go and do but you know it was cool for 150 bucks are Um, all yours uh, authentic like shop ones uh all but two so i've got i've got the million dollar title um i've got the fandu belts andre world title you know the huge one yeah that's that's like that's that official one that's not like a from pakistan or anything that's an official one yeah and I've got the, from the same, I've got the tag team title from them as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, anybody, if anybody's looking for a belt and doesn't want to spend a ton of money, their sales, if you wait for one of their sales and just follow them on Facebook, are incredible. I think I got the Andre title for something like $200, like, posted for, I don't know what, what country they're even in, but it was DHL, like, to, you know, delivered to my door for free. And I'm like, that is just incredible. If you wait for one of their sales, you will get a bargain. Yeah, the day before um, American Thanksgiving here, uh, it's just the Friday before the last, the last Friday in November is the big Black, they call Black Friday sales over here. And they always have big sales then. So keep an eye out for that. The last Friday in November, there'll be a big sale with Fandu Belt. I think they had the Rick, that's like the, it's basically the replica of the NWA, Ric Flair, big gold. You get it for like 150 bucks American. It's, it's pretty, pretty good deal. Yeah, it's fantastic. I've actually got the the WWE shop version of the World Heavyweight title as well. That's another one that I found locally over here. If I can find a belt over here and save what's about $200 Australian postage from WWE, then I'll definitely buy them. But otherwise, it's got to be something I'm desperate for before I spend what's about $700 in my money. That would would make a lot more sense why at WrestleMania every year when they have the big 
so at WrestleMania, for those who haven't been, they have the Superstore, and they have all the belts there. Like, there's, like, a stand that sells all of the belts. They bring them all. And, like, I would stand back and watch people just purchase these belts. I'm thinking, why are you buying this at full price? Like, WWE Shop always has sales. And I realize, oh, yeah, people are from overseas. They're going to save a couple hundred dollars just in shipping costs by buying it just here. So that, that makes a lot of sense on it. You, you bring that up. Exactly. Um, and one more question before we dig in. Do you have a preference? Like a lot of people that buy belts, like you see them on Twitter, etc., will get them autographed. I'm not, I don't think that I really, if I had the opportunity, I'd get too many of mine signed. What do you think? No, I, I, I don't think so. Uh, the only, I did say one time that with the Attitude Era belt, if I happen to meet Rock and Stone Cold or something in the same place, maybe I would have them do that. But even still, it's tough. Because you've got to have a full, it's got to be spread out, like the strap fully displayed to see it. Uh, and it, it's I, I, it's funny to think, like to say, because wrestling is not real, but the re, the wrestlers don't have their autographs in the belt, so they, they, we shouldn't display like that. I will say, though, that at WrestleCon in New York a couple years ago, my friend got the Winged Eagle Signed on one side by Bret Hart, the other side by Shawn Michaels. And it looks pretty badass. Like Bret Hart's is in pink, Shawn Michaels is in silver. And he has it displayed up above his bar. I'm like, okay, that looks pretty awesome. So it's, for me, it's no, but I can see how some of them look pretty sweet. No, I'm with you on that. Uh, sort of space is the big issue for me. We live in a, in a um, not a huge place. Yeah. And my wrestling stuff is 100% confined to our, like I've got a little man cave in our single garage that my wife is not letting any of it leave that room. So <laughs> most of my belts are um, strapped and on top of my details where I keep my figures. So yeah. it's definitely space saving. But I think to do something like that as a one-off, like I would love to have a belt signed by, you know, like Brett and Sean and then in a mm-hmm. shadow box and on the wall, but it just takes a lot of space. Yeah. And my, so my friend asked Shawn Michaels to sign Iron Man to the belt and the guy, the handler was like, he can't anymore because there a lawsuit was threatened against him because he was signing Iron Man on these belts. I don't know how true that was, but that's interesting that he couldn't customize Iron Man anymore because they got a cease and desist from Disney. <laughs> oh my goodness. Like Someone's going to see an autographed WWE belt and think, oh, that must be like Robert Downey Jr. from the movies. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Either way, I thought that was... I mean, it could have been he didn't want any customizations and made that up, but that's kind of interesting to make up on the fly. He could have just said no and not given a reason, so... Yeah, good story, I guess. All right, well, we're going to, I guess, pick ourselves some winners, and we're going to start with the heavy hitters. So mm-hmm. up first is the big gold belt versus the winged eagle. I'm going to, first of all, um, ask you which of these two you prefer. Okay, let's. so this is personal preference. This is not like my final vote. Obviously, the personal preference is going to be the winged eagle, and I think a lot of that has to do with the people that held it. Like, to me, I look at it, I see Hulk Hogan, I see Bret Hart, I see Shawn Michaels type of thing. Uh, also, I really like the etching on, like, the eagle's feathers. Uh, I like the the side plates. I think it's a it's a really good size. It's not overpowering. It's, it's not goofy looking. Like, it, when you see that, like, okay, that's a champion belt. So, for me, that's, like, a preference I'm not going to say it's my official one, but um, the winged eagle is my like personal preference right now, but not my official vote yet. Okay. I actually, I, I think I just can't go past the winged eagle. And I've got, obviously the bias is there, but I do, I think the WCW belt and it's, you know, various incarnations since it's definitely held the test of time and is a great, mm-hmm. great belt. But I just think the Wing Eagle, it looked great on your big guys, like your Hogan, your Warrior. Mm-hmm. Um, it even looked perfect when Andre picked it up. Um, and then, you know, your smaller guys like your Sean and your Brett, they looked awesome in it. It just was one of them belts that if it was on your waist, if it was over your shoulder, big guy, small guy, it just fit everybody. Um, so the Winged Eagle is actually my vote, but I, it's a very, very close one. And the thing about the World Heavyweight title, the NWA, the big gold belts, everyone calls it, from far away, it just looks like a big gold blob. But once you get close to it, you see the fine details. You see the, the two grapplers on it. You see the crown. You see the gemstones. So that makes it pop a little bit. Uh, I do think I only see like Ric Flair in WA right bef- before he came to WWF, even when he came to WWF with that title. like That's who the only person I see with that belt. Whereas the Wingdegal, I see several other people with it. But are we talking 
I guess this is a question for you since this is your show. Are we talking the guy, the guys that held it? Does that count towards this or just strictly the aesthetics of the, the title? I think, like, for me, probably the way I'm I'm taking this is if I could have one of these, which would I want? And for me, yeah. it's the Winged Eagle. Yeah, I, I, I say that's fair. Uh, now, would you take just, what about this? What about the black strap Winged Eagle? Or are we, are we allowing different colored ones? Are we sticking black strap? Well, this is on, on the list of things for us to talk about. Um, for, I've only got the blue strap wing eagle because, mm-hmm. I don't know, I just thought it was unique and cool. I, if, I, if, if I could justify it, I'd probably get the black strap one as well, but I just don't think I really need right. two of the one belt. Um, but probably the black strap's the classic, right? I mean, that's the best one. But I, yeah. that, it, was, it was another reason why I probably love this is because all the warrior variations were awesome as well and it just added to what you could do with this belt. Yeah, if I had like extra money to blow i'd get a custom uh lavender strap winged eagle from rumble 91 like that would have just been awesome there's been a few yeah there's like unboxings on youtube there's a company a and j's belt i think that does re-leathering and someone on youtube did an unboxing of having them make their lavender winged eagle i'm like oh that looks amazing (laughs) but you know i can't drop a few hundred dollars right now or probably ever i've got children and a mortgage so uh (laughs) but but going back to these two, just the strictly aesthetics, I do think that the winged eagle will stick out a little bit. Will get just the edge uh, over the the world heavyweight because the details stand out a bit more when you're standing away from it. Whereas the big gold, I feel like you have to be right up against to see all those details. Yeah, I I, th- I think that's pretty fair. I mean, we certainly haven't said it's a landslide or anything like that. Um, the other thing I guess... This is just a um, tough first-round matchup. It's just a tough first-round matchup for the big goal to draw. <laughs> absolutely. I, I guess the other two questions I want to ask on all these belts is, do you have any fond memories of this in like as far as merchandise, mm-hmm. f- putting these belts on your figures? Did you have like foam versions of any of these? Anything? Any memories with these belts specifically? Yeah, a couple of them. So the big gold belt my friend had it but he had it he traded his friend i think some pokemon cards for it because my friend's younger than me so like i'm like about three years old, old too old for when like the pokemon craze hit so my friend was in it so he traded his friend for it but i always remember his big gold belt had a Kevin Nash nameplate on it, and we like made fun of him for it. He's like, "It's free. I don't care." Uh, <laughs> as far as the Winged Eagle one, so the official sh- foam belt wasn't the Winged Eagle; it was like a hybrid of the Hogan uh, eighty-five, eighty-six belt. But there was the goofy, like Ultimate Warrior, uh, hard to find Winged Eagle foam belt, but it was like crappy looking, and I always looked for that. Um, and then, and then with the like putting it on figures and stuff. Obviously, the Hasbro ring came with it, and I would trade that belt around, but it would always end up back around Hogan. And my favorite Hasbro Hogan was the Hulk Hug Hogan, which I know a lot of people hate. But for me, I'm like, you can do the body slam, you can Hulk up after the match and pose. I would always put it around his shoulder instead of his waist because I figured uh, his waist was too big for it, even though it wasn't. And that's when I think about it, it's weird now because I was pretty strict in my figure playing days of sticking to how it was on the show. And Hogan never had the belt around his shoulder. It was always around his waist. But I like bent the rules for my Hasbro Hulk Hogan. Awesome. That is so cool. I've um, obviously been on the it's difficult right because we don't get a lot of figures over here so i don't really Mm -hmm. want to import a whole figure in a box just for the belt so Mm -hmm. i'll quite often you know on the on the wrestling figure forum if someone's selling a lot of belts buy them or get them off ebay or whatever so i've bought a ton of both of these belts for various displays on my figures um and the other question i want to ask on each of these belts and i think this will be a pretty simple one would you take either or both of these over the modern equivalent so would you replace tomorrow the universal and world title with these two designs yeah. I mean, is, is that a question? <laughs> <laughs> I think there's going to be a lot of yeses to that one, but I've got to ask. I've definitely grown to be okay with the current belts, the WWE versions of them, like the world title ones. Mostly because I, I really like the idea of the customizable side plates. That's the, like the big selling point for me on it. But other than that, I'm like, it's just a big logo. 
like yeah. the the Super Bowl isn't just an NFL like and the football NFL Super Bowl champion isn't just an NFL logo. It's a trophy. So that's kind of what I think it should be. I agree. Um, and if you thought round one was difficult, I don't think round two is getting much easier because we're going to look at the classic United States title from WCW up against the um, classic Intercontinental title. So a la Bret Hart, Mr. Perfect, Shawn Michaels era. Uh, this is a tough one as well. Um, have you, I guess, any any personal connection to either of these two belts, first of all? The US title for me, I have zero youth memory connection of. Because when I was watching WCW, it was only focused on like the main event guys. So for the U.S. title, for me, it didn't really matter at all. And the Intercontinental title, I always loved, and and it always meant something. And I and for me, the day the Intercontinental title stopped meaning something is when they switched to the oval design. And that's probably not true, but to me, I was like, why would they ever do that? And obviously, they knew they screwed up because they brought back they brought it back eventually, the classic IC title look. So this is kind of a landslide for me. This this WCW US title is okay, and I like the fact that it's got the little flag on it, and it's a little bit uh, winged eagle inspired. But the the classic IC title, I don't think you can touch. I'm going to agree with you on that one. I actually think the US title is a really underrated design, but you're probably right. It doesn't have, like, I couldn't name five United States champions that meant anything to me off the top of my head. Whereas you go mm-hmm. Intercontinental, you're talking Mr. Perfect, Ricky Steamboat, Randy Savage, Ultimate Warrior, Bret Hart. Like, you could go on and on and on about iconic people holding that belt. Um, so definitely agree with you on that. Um, that's probably also, I guess, the, the strap designs on the Intercontinental. So, Ultimate Warrior had the yellow. We had the Shawn Michaels blue, the Gold Dust gold. There's some really cool variations on that as well. Yeah, the Gold Dust gold is one I'm waiting. Oh, it's not going to happen now because Dustin's in AEW, but I guess maybe it could if they want to make money. But I want a replica gold strap, gold IC title. Like, how badass would that look? It would look people, so cool. Yeah, people forgot about that one. I, mean, I kind of even did just till you brought it up. Uh, have you gone back and watched any like U.S. title legacy matches or anything since you've gotten older? No, not really. I recommend picking up the or not not picking it up. Um, just looking on on the listings of it, they made a best of United States Champions DVD Blu-ray set a, a few years back, and I picked it up and I was really impressed with it. I was a big fan. So because they have people talking about like how important it was and stuff like that. And for me, not having context, it really helped me understand it a little bit more. So I, I recommend people pick that one up. But I don't know. The U.S. title to me just seems, if it didn't have the red, white, and blue United States above the eagle, it'd be super, super boring. Like, if that's the only thing it's got going for it. Agreed. Um, and I guess one I guess one little memory for me as far as like merch and different variations of these belts is when we talked about the gold how badass that gold dust um, version is I took a gold sharpie and modified one of mine for gold dust for my gold dust elite that is fantastic do you still have it yeah it looks really cool I'll have to post a picture when I put the episode up yeah yeah I want to see that now let me ask you this because I think you told me before you grew up in the UK before moving to Australia right yeah okay did you care, like, United States title? Like, does that mean anything to you? Like, do you care? No, like, I guess it probably, it doesn't bother me that it was named that. I always just thought, like, the titles, as they meant more, covered more area of the world, I guess. Like, Intercontinental was, like, yeah. multiple continents, but the world title was the whole world. Like, goofy kid logic. Um, to be honest, the US title offended me far less than WWE's blatant, America, fuck yeah, stance on everything that's ever happened in the world. <laughs> that, that that comes from the owner, who's very proud of where he's from, which is fine. Uh, but yeah, that's I, I guess I didn't. We don't. You don't think about that, like you know, Hulk Hogan is his real Americans. His theme song. He's got a red, white, and blue flag and all that. You're just like, I don't care about that. Like, why would I care that you're from America? Type of things. That's yeah. funny. I always just like, you know, the hacksaw getting a USA chant. And I'm like, the guy you're facing is just as American as you. Or like the Survivor Series when the Bushwhackers or Tito Santana are in the ring against a foreign heel and there's a USA chant. I'm like, there's nobody American in the ring. Or, or uh, when uh, WrestleMania 6 hacksaws does a USA chant and they're in Canada was one of my favorite things too. <laughs> Wasn't he against the Canadian earthquake as well? Yeah, 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 yeah. So that- it, it happens. 
Yeah, that probably bugged me more than, than the United States title. <laughs> I, well, I guess I, the only like, real comparison is like the British Bulldog. I was a big Bulldog fan, and like I thought it was cool he's from the UK. I loved his Union Jack, like Capey Warren stuff. So I'm like, oh, that's cool. So I, I, I thought it was cool he was proud of where he was from. So I guess the only real comparison I have. Yeah. Um, and one, like as far as variations go, I do have, I recently reacquired it, my original like uh, John Cena Spinner United States title. Mm. And I just think that's a really underrated cool belt. Like when that came out in the early 2000s, um, everything was made to spin. I mean, if you think like Latrell Sprewell's um, yep. sneakers and Snoop Dogg's pendants and, you know, rims on cars. Like it was such a fascination back then, but um, I still to this day love that belt and just think it was really, really cool variation. I'm a big fan of unique belts and I love the U.S. spinner over the WWE world title spinner, I'd say. I'm a big fan of that. 100%. Okay, so we we, we pretty much declared that the Intercontinental is the winner. Now we're going to pick which one, just red the, the red block that Macho Man had, the all gold, the white strap, the gold strap. Are we going to pick just black on gold, I think? I think black on gold. Yeah. Um, the the red logo is not like a big thing to me. Like as a kid, I wouldn't have even noticed that changeover. Are you on any like Facebook groups about belts and stuff? Um, no, I'm, I'm, I did join a while back like this belt forum, but I can't say I've been on there in a few months now. Yeah, I like to browse and like see other people's collections and like, the red block is like a big deal to people for people that get customs made. Like it's got to have the red block. And I was like, Oh, well to me, whatever, you know, whatever. It doesn't matter to me. Yeah. I'm the same. I think we're pretty well in the same boat with our, um, we both like belts, but wouldn't obsess over minor details and go nuts. Like I love, like I actually, um, I do follow a few belt groups on Facebook. I've just realized I've not interacted with them in a long time, but even things like, you know, someone would buy it and there'd be like a little, spec or something on the plate i if my belt arrived i wouldn't even notice the things that they pick up as imperfections to be honest with you yeah and going back to your fan do belt recommendation they have what's called imperfect belts for significantly cheaper and there's like a tiny scratch on the leather maybe and they take 50 60 bucks off so keep an eye out for those too because those those imperfect imperfect belts from fan do are to you and me just perfectly fine well, that's actually the andre that i got i, I you've ran brought up a memory for me there that's how i got the andre one so cheap and the imperfection on mine was on this like on a side plate but down the side of the plate so looking straight on you couldn't even see it and i was like oh Mm -hmm. my god what a bargain awesome all right so wwf is two for two it looks like (laughs) could be a landslide here but next one's pretty tough actually for me as far as aesthetics go it's a wcw um classic tag team title versus a wwf classic tag team title and I love the WWF Classic Tag Team title, but of all the WCW belts, I think this might be the nicest design. Um, it's actually a really nice belt. Yeah, I'm looking at it now and looking at the photos, and obviously I have a more personal connection to the tag titles, but I might give my vote to WCW on this one because it's got the globe on it in the middle, like a blue globe, but it's like an oval-shaped little bit. It's got a little bit of red with the WCW logo on the side plates. It looks like a a classy belt and the world tag team title from WWF is nice. They're both nice. It's tough. I don't know. They're both nice. I think the like when you go back to saying the, the United States title just look like a gold blob. I think when you look at it, there's not a lot of detail as far as like etching and it's very mm-hmm. flat and flush. Whereas a tag team title has got like a lot of, it, it's, it's got a lot of design etched into the gold. So it's not plain like gold blocks either. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh you know, I'm going to make you vote first because obviously we've got memories of, you know, Heart Foundation, Demolition, you know, and uh, the Nasty Boys and whoever else you want to save won the WWF tag titles. For me, this may sound stupid, but the WCW tag titles I associate with the Outsiders all on that. Same, same. <laughs> you know, and like, I don't know, I just thought like they just, it looked cool on those guys. So maybe that's my WWF bias coming in again, but I might give the edge to WCW on this as crazy as that sounds. No, I'm going to go with you on that. I actually think the WCW, like looking at them both is a nicer looking belt. And it's funny when you say about the outsiders, because that's the first team I think of when I think of these belts and maybe, you know, maybe I'm overthinking it, but I guess it thinks to me like they were more of a main event level title in WCW than they were in the WWF. Other than that brief 
period where Undertaker and Stone Cold and Kane and Mankind were feuding over the belts. The only time a main event ever really got involved with the tag titles is when they threw two feuding guys together to make a mockery of the tag division, and that always annoyed me. Yeah, for sure. And like I said, the the, hate, the tag titles in WWF stopped mattering, I don't know, and after, basically when the brand split happened probably, when there were champs on both brands to me, I think that's when I was like, all right, I don't really care who the, I don't even know who the tag t- champion is anymore. Um, so I think we're going to give it, I'm going to give it WCW and it sounds like you are too. Absolutely. I don't think there's any like major variations of this that I can think of other than the fact that I always preferred when the WWF tag title had the red backing as opposed to the all black, but it's a okay. minor thing, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I, I probably wouldn't even notice that, but yeah, I can see. I always like, I'm a big fan of the different colored backing. Yeah. I, then there's been a few more along the years, which we'll probably get to. But yeah, I did enjoy that, and I think on this as well. I, would, I forgot. I don't. Did we answer on the last belt? I guess we could do all four in one. Would you take all these belts over their modern equivalents? Because I would definitely bring back the Intercontinental. I would probably bring back the, the US, and I would take both of these tag team designs over the modern belts as well. Yeah, the I don't know. Everyone's a big fan of the new United States title that WWE came out with, and I think it's okay. Um, but I think the WCW one's a little nicer. I think it's a little classier. And the new tag title, I or the, no, sorry, the new IC title I hate. I don't know why they got rid of the old one, but whatever. And the tag titles for both Raw and SmackDown are, I don't know, they've grown on me a little bit, particularly the SmackDown ones, the blue strap. But I don't know, neither of them come close to these two. Agreed. All right, well, WCW's got a foot back in the door here, and we're going to move on to a what could be a tougher matchup because there's probably not as much lineage around the WWF belt this time around. It's a European title taking on the TV title for WCW. The European title, I always hated. (laughs) I I just, I don't, I didn't like the green strap the original one came out with or the green backing. Uh, I didn't understand why the belt was invented to begin with. Now, were you in the UK when this one came out? Or did you move? No, no, I was in Australia by then, yeah. So did you, I mean, I guess you had some lineage back. Did you care that there was a European title? Was that cool? Like, oh, now we have like a little bit of a belt here for us or did, did it matter? I didn't hold a personal connection to it because of the area of the world, but I actually found like the foam jacks version of this belt in the stores over here, which was not a thing that happened often. And because of that, I loved the belt because I had a little version of it. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, the WCW TV title, I always think of, you know, like Arn Anderson type of thing. And I have a little bit of a fond memory because this was defended all the time on WCW Saturday night here. And that was the only time I would watch WCW on, on cable. If I was home on Saturday night, I'd, I'd, I'd watch it. And it was like cool to see a belt defended on TV, on free TV, because WWF didn't do that. So that's why I have a little bit of a, a connection to it. I don't particularly think it's a great looking belt. So I'm going to give the edge to WCW just for that connection. Because I think both of these belts aren't great. And to be clear, we're not talking about the NWA TV title, which I think is fantastic and awesome. We're talking about the WCW version of it. Well, this is going to be the first one we disagree on because I'm going to go with the European okay. title. Um, for the reasons I mentioned before, also, I think I should probably throw in there, I'm a huge Sean Waltman X-Pac fan, and this mm-hmm. is the belt I most associate with him. Like, I still to this day think it's criminal. He never at any point got a run with the Intercontinental title when you consider how many people that bounced around in the 90s. Um, but yeah, so for me, like when he held that belt, and D'Lo Brown to an extent as well, it had some prestige to it. It didn't last long, but it was a big deal for a couple of years there. Yeah, it was a big deal, I think, to me, So in like 97 when Shawn Michaels won it. Because I remember my friend hated Shawn Michaels, and I loved him, so we would fight about it. And then when I found out he beat the British Bulldog for it, I was like talking so much crap at school the next day about it when we found out. This is that European pay-per-view, and we found out he was he couldn't believe it. Uh, but yeah, I, I do you think it's like a great-looking belt, or do you just have that the memory towards it. I actually do like it. I think the okay. big difference between between this and the others is how much color is in it. Yeah, I'll give you that. There is. There is a lot of color to it. Even looking at the picture now, we've got the red, we've got the all the flags in there, we've got the big blue ocean, and 
the nice little touch they did is the the globe isn't the full globe it's specifically on europe so nice little touch there yeah and i would definitely i I don't know what there's probably not a modern equivalent to these belts in wwe right now but if i had the opportunity to replace a you know tnt title for these two there's the tnt title i probably oh i would definitely swap the tnt title for this cruiserweight belt you know i like the tnt title cruiserweight sorry um tv sorry yeah i like the tnt title because it's unique it's got a red strap it's super gaudy i don't know i like it's got a mirrored back i kind of like it okay Um, (laughs) you don't and that's fine (laughs) i i hate the main plate to it i don't mind the strap it just looks like it it looks like something someone made at home i to be fair every once in a while i'll look at it and think of like the old looney tunes like wiley cody tnt like explosion thing the cartoons i used to watch as a kid there'd be a big tnt dynamite i'd see so which is ironic it's the name of that tv show but yeah i'll give you that but either way i think i'll take the tnt title over both of these so we'll, we'll argue again there okay and uh, the next one is is interesting um we're gonna go it with sure is <laughs> the hardcore titles for wcw and wwe they could not be any more different if they tried here right now i don't i don't i wasn't watching wcw during the dying days so i have zero recollection of the wcw hardcore title other than i think Sandman owned it for a while, right? Or Hack. They called him Hack. Did he have it for a while? I th- yeah. I, my Probably the person I most associate with this is um, Norman Smiley. Okay, okay. Yeah, that too. What about the hardcore title? I mean, obviously, that was fun when it was a 24-7 rule. For me, that was Crash Holly's title. Yeah, I, I actually really like the early days of the hardcore title. The Mick Foley, Big Boss Man, Road Dog days, uh, Hardcore Holly, Al Snow... I know they're not everyone's favorite wrestlers, but the uniqueness to those matches for, you know, the first year I really liked. Then Crash with the 24-7 thing. I think I liked 24-7 when Crash was involved, and after yeah. that, it went off a cliff. Yeah, I love the uh, the famous thing when him and, like, the headbangers are in, like, an amusement park type of thing. They're going down slides, running away from each other. That was fun, but I think my, my vote's going to be for the WWF Hardcore title because the WCW won... It's actually not a bad-looking belt, but the WWF one's just hilarious. There's duct tape on it. It's supposedly the same one uh, Mr. Perfect smashed on Saturday Night's main event with a hammer. It's supposed to be that one, so we'll give it We'll give it the edge to the hardcore title. At least I will. Def- yeah, I agree. Definitely a more unique story, more memorable characters, um, so I'm absolutely going to go that way. Um, I don't think there's any... Sorry, can you excuse me one second? It's all good, man. I, I, I totally hear you. We're good. I'll, I'll keep talking while you're going. I'll keep talking. Don't worry. So the, you were saying the one thing was the difference was the... Uh, I'm sorry, not the difference. The one comparison to this one is probably the 24-7 title, which is on, I think, Raw. It's on both shows, which everyone, I think, crapped on at the beginning. They crapped on that green title with the big gold plate. It looked like a big old clock. And granted, it does look kind of silly now, but... I will say that I enjoy R-Truth run with it. I love the Drake Maverick storyline where he was looking for R-Truth with the Have You Seen This Man? And uh, he was wearing the, the 24-7 title as wedding. So, yeah, I would say the only comparison is going to be that 24-7 title, which these, I think, are both better than that one. I'm back, and I 100% agree, and I would replace both <laughs> either of these for that belt. Yeah, but again, like I said a second ago, I loved the Drake Maverick R-Truth story. That was so much fun. Um, on the hardcore title, before we move past this one, yeah. I, this is, this is a replica I've not bought. I want to get your opinion on this. I just don't think the replica looks like the hardcore title. No, it doesn't. And I don't even know how you can do that. I mean, you got, you got to have real duct tape on it. And like, there's like a bunch of like blue on like the replica. It seems like it's just, I don't know. I, I guess the only way to really make a replica is to buy a winged eagle, crack it with a hammer and duct tape it back together. <laughs> And that I'm probably not going to do. <laughs> you know, if one of us wins the lotto, then money to burn. Maybe we'll think about it. <laughs> the next one, I think, might be one where we finally swing back the other way a little bit. But I'm interested to get your opinion. We're going the WWF Light Heavyweight Championship versus the WCW Cruiserweight Championship. And mm-hmm. I'm going to set my stall out right away. It's 100% the Cruiserweight title for me. And there's no competition. Yeah, even like... I liked I what I liked the idea that WWF was trying 
because WCW had all these like crazy high flyers and you know Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio and Juventud Guerrero and Chris Jericho, all these guys. It's like we can do that too. Here's Takamichi Noku, and that's all we got for this just to build up on. And it's just a, it looks like an indie title that like the guy ordered from like a website the week before the show. It's not great. Whereas the cruiserweight is just awesome looking. Absolutely, and obviously it's much better remembered. The WWF, like they, it was like they had this great idea, and I don't know if you remember, like um, the great Sasuke was there for a month or two, and you know, obviously Taka was the big star, and I think even they tried it with with S. A. Rios before he was Aguilar or something, right? And like they had enough. They had the right idea. They didn't have enough people for a division, and that let it down pretty quickly. Yeah, I think they didn't have. They had enough people, but they didn't have enough people to steal the show, like a, uh, like a like a, Juventud Guerrero versus La Parker could do. You know, like WWF didn't even have anything close to that. So when you're comparing them similarly, it wasn't going to work. And let like talking about this cruiserweight title. Like, it's got the big WCW in red on the side plates, which I'm a big fan of. It says Cruiserweight World Champion, which makes it sound even, like, more prestigious. So, it's not even close. I think you're. I think we're both in agreement on that one. Amazing. I have um, no real memories as far as merchandise or anything with these goes because I don't think, like, the Cruiserweight or Light Heavyweight titles really were something that ever got focused on as far as marketing goes. So mm-hmm. unless you've got anything else that, that I'm missing, I think it's pretty much just belt design and, and division versus each other and WCW kicks ass. Yeah, I don't think it's even close. This might and, be the biggest well, lopsided in the tournament, I'd say. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> and um, I originally set out so that we had seven, so that we had a tiebreaker. I'm not sure where we're at coming into this one. Looks as though... By my count, you're three and three, and I think I am da, 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 four and two. So this last belt's going to determine whether or not um, WCW can get back into it. And it's, okay. I'm really, I'm really interested in your thoughts on this one because we've added, like, as a sort of an extra, the Big Big Eagle versus the WCW, like the round title that when mm-hmm. they lost the the big gold they brought in, and. I've got like a really strange love for this WCW title. Um, it's not as straightforward as you might think from everything else we've said so far. It's so funny you say that because the exact same thing. So for me, love the Attitude Era belt. Love the Big Eagle belt. But when they switched it, I was pissed at the time because I loved the Winged Eagle so much. I was like, why would you change the belt? Like the Winged Eagle was so great. Why would you change it? The WCW belt, and like you said, this is the one where after Flair left, they made a new world title. And this is the one I remember like Lex Luger having, uh, Vader having, uh, even Ric Flair having for a bit. I don't, I'm not going to declare a winner just yet, but I loved how this one was. This looked like a pro wrestling belt to me. Like, I don't, it's as, as all I can describe it as. It's round, uh, it's not. As, as gaudy, even, I'd say, is the, the big gold that they had before. It just looks like a classy belt. And also, uh, a couple years ago at the the StarCast convention here, before one of the AEW shows, one of the big things that they advertised every year was, get your picture taken with wrestler X, Y, and Z with the ring-used belt. And Conrad owns all these belts, so he brings them to get posed with. So I got to meet Lex Luger, and, he, and we had that belt. And seeing it up close... It was really cool and like detailed, and like I, I was a fan of it. So I, I, I don't know. I don't know who to pick. I'm torn. Who do you, who do you got? I, I'm kind of everything you just said. I agree with. I, the other thing, I guess, for anyone who's not as familiar with this belt, I kind of consider this like a halfway point between the Big Eagle and the Winged Eagle, which is weird because it's the WCW design. Like it's kind of got elements of both of those, which I love. Mm-hmm. Um, also, like a really fond memory for me in pretty recent memory though is that when that Ron Simmons elite came out and we finally got this belt and figure form I'm like I'm desperate for them to re-release that with somebody else so I can have one for my Vader figure as well because Vader's the guy that I think of with this belt yeah if they released like a Luger with it or or something like that would that'd be perfect but I I think I might give it to the, the the Attitude Era belt because my one my wife gave it to me as like a presence, that's 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 big for me too. But the the biggest detail I like about the Attitude Era Big Eagle Belt uh, 
is the word champion is so like stands out on the belt. Like at the very bottom, it's etched um, the gold on the black. It stands out a lot. So for me, that gives it the slight edge over this world championship belt from WCW. I very, very like, you know, slightly went the other way and okay. went with the WCW belt. Like, I just think it's such a beautiful design that I couldn't knock it back. Um, the, and the, the Big Eagle, I love the Big Eagle belt. Like, this is not a knock on that at all, but it wasn't mm-hmm. around for anywhere near long enough. Like, it was, what, under three years, maybe? Well, it came out in 98, right after WrestleMania 14, and then Austin made his own custom belt, so he had the Smoking Skull for a while. And then this one left in 2003. Yeah, so 98 to 2003 was the one officially was gone. Yes, so, it, it did not last long. But to be fair, either did this WCW belt. This was like, what, yeah. 90 to 90, or 91 to 94? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I guess the, uh, the lineage of, of the other belts in WWF and my WWF bias probably got it over the line in a few of them. But this one, it just wasn't around long enough and... You know, a couple of guys traded it out. Like Austin, as you said, replaced it once he won it. I think Austin was the first guy to have this. And within, you know, six months, he replaced it with his own custom belt. So when the first champion doesn't like the look of it. (laughs) Well, and also the original design of this Big Eagle was a little bit different. It was a blue strap. It had the block WWF logo instead of the Attitude logo. So it was a little bit different. But I think, so it did go under a few different changes too. So it wasn't always this classic one we we know of yeah and a a little interesting tidbit on the wcw one as well is that's what you talked before about like do we have any unofficial belts i've got a wcw version of this on my ebay watch list which is like so cheap like probably a third of the price of what it would cost me to get a replica from wwe shop sent over and i've been absolutely kicking the tires on buying this for months now and just i'm so close to doing it but just i'm worried that it's going to come and you know look like a piece of tinfoil on cardboard when it arrives (laughs) you you never know with those belts from pakistan Uh, i got one once i actually got a wwf winged eagle and it was pretty good like it was pretty close to like perfect the only thing was that what the plate wasn't as thick as i would have liked it to be i since we're selling it but it's it's hit or miss i've seen some real stinkers too so it's it's hit or miss on those fair well the final count here has actually come out pretty even we each went four wwf designs over three wcw designs so you know a four to three average on what we thought at the start of the show was going to be a heavy wwf bias is actually pretty close yeah i would have thought you know, before we started, it had been almost a, a blowout, but it's close. I guess that's good. That's that's good that they're so close. We've got a lot of belts to, to look back at, think about. Absolutely. Now, a couple of questions to end the belt segment here is, I think we already answered, like, we pretty much would replace most of the modern belts with these. So um, that's a, a landslide there. But do you have a favorite modern WWE title or wrestling title even, like any from any company? Out of all the ones that are out right now, uh, I... I, we can't really count the NWA title because it's been around forever, and it's back again. But I would have said the IC title, but they changed it. I, you know what I like? I like the women's titles for Raw and SmackDown. I like the white strap with the either the red or the blue backing. I like those. Yeah, I'd probably say they're the best of a bad bunch with the current belt. So I would agree with you on that. Um, any belts historically because you touched on the the old nwa like dome globe belt there that we didn't talk about today that you have a soft spot for yeah the nwa tv title with the red strap uh if you haven't seen one of those i like that because the side plates have like logos of networks like abc nbc cbs i think that's so cool uh i i like those a lot and i think another one i like that I don't say like I have a soft spot for because I was actually kind of lapsed during this time was the undisputed title uh, that was around during what 2003 to 2005. I, I like that one too from WWE. Yeah, I, I do really like that belt. I think of that belt with the American badass Undertaker um, mm-hmm. and that, you know, one of Brock Lesnar and all that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Even Eddie Guerrero winning his one and only world title was that belt. So some really good memories there. Kurt Angle. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I've got a 
real soft spot for the classic ECW world title. I thought that was really cool with the barbed wire and the red yeah. and purple. So big fan of that belt as well. And the NWA Dome Globe actually is one that if I ever came across one at a reasonable price, I'd definitely add that to my collection too. Yeah, I've kicked the tires on a few of those too, but it's tough. You don't want a crappy one when one of those comes out. So, But if you have that, you have to constantly wear a suit and hold it in the crook of your arm like a champion does. <laughs> and that's how I have... I actually bought one of those belts like a... I, I don't know. I think TNA, one of their toy lines, had that belt in with one. Oh, yeah. And I paid a mint to get that little toy belt to stick it with my suited Ric Flair basic from the flashback series a couple of years back. That's That, that flashback basic Ric Flair is awesome. Like, that's a great one. With his suit and his sunglasses, that's a great one. That might be the best basic figure they've made. It's definitely in my top ten. Yeah, that one and the Dusty Rhodes uh, SummerSlam basic where he's got the polka dot tights is a great one, too. I've got both of those. And the basics used to be pretty decent until they decided to take out joints and cost cut and everything. But what are you going to do? Yeah, what are you going to do? Um, <laughs> now, two more questions very quickly. Yep. Um, if you could bring just one title belt back, like all the ones we talked about bringing back, which would it be? I mean, the default's the Winged Eagle, right? Um, yeah. I think... I mean, let me look. I'm looking at the pictures again real quick here before I make my final decision. Yeah. I think I'm going to pick the Winged Eagle only because I think it it's such a... it's such a drastic improvement over the current one but there's two world champions on raw and smackdown so like does only raw get it or does only smackdown get it so i'm going to change that and say i want to, i want the tag titles back i want the classic tag wwf ones for both raw and i want one tag champion i don't want two tag champions in each show so i want them to go back and forth on both brands so that's why i'm going to pick the classic tag title well, that was actually my answer, um, <laughs> but 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 uh, but for the Winged Eagle, I was going to say the Winged Eagle and do away with the universe uh, universal title. Okay, I, I like that. I like that. Either we we're on the same thinking path there, so I like that. Yeah. I would be more than happy with one world champion, and then occasionally the Intercontinental or United States or even tag titles can headline a show if the world champion's not on it. Yeah, I mean, maybe sometime next year if they get back out on the road again, they can uh, fig- they can do that. They can split up the shows again. Um, and lastly, if you could only have one replica title in your collection, what would it be? Ones that I currently have or ones that are just any ones that are out there to own? Anyone. You've got limited retail space and your, um, your wife says to you, you can only have one belt. We're redesigning the house. You can either keep one that you've got or you can swap them all for one other. What are you picking? Uh, I'm going to keep my rock from a bull one. Wow. Uh, <laughs> let me tell you something, man. Go do me a favor if you're after we're done with this. Go on YouTube, watch people do unboxings of it. It is so cool. The detail on it's awesome. Even like so on the strap of the leather, like on like the stitching of it, are a bunch of mini Brahma bulls. The entire like on the thing of it. The plates are huge. The center plate isn't hollow, so the belt's incredibly heavy. Uh, it just really pops and stands out. That's the one I'm going to take. I think. Okay, that's that, that's cool. That, yeah. I what about I you? Would- I think I would actually change what I've got and take the classic black winged eagle title. I don't have that one, but I think if I could only have one, I would eventually settle on that and get that one in the collection and have to do away with the others. Okay. I mean, I think you keep your blue one. I think that blue, like that teal really pops. So, but Hey, that's because I'm biased. Cause I own it too. <laughs> <laughs> I've got it. And I, I mean, I obviously picked it as the first one I ever bought, but I just think if I could only have one, I'd have to make some sort of display out of it. And I wouldn't want to limit it to ultimate warrior only. Yeah. I lucked out on that warrior one too, because there was a WWE shop sale. And for some reason it was like 50% off certain belts and it was only one ninety nine shipped. And I was like, that's weird. I'm like, that seems like way too cheap. But then every once in a while, Amazon will, like, whatever, like, algorithm they have will, like, price match things automatically. So Amazon also had it for $1.99 with free shipping. So I bought it. I'm like, this isn't going to come. And sure enough, it came. So I got it for 200 bucks shipped. So it was, like, the official replica, too. And the next day, it was back to, like, three like three forty nine or whatever it was. So I was pretty pumped to get that for 200 bucks. That's a hell of a steal. Yeah. And that was, like, my justification when it showed up. My wife's like, what, what, what is this? I'm like, you don't understand. It was such a good deal. I had to. <laughs> I am um, because I, I couldn't justify buying it. I, says someone who's got a heap of belts. Like a lot of mine have been gift, either gifted to me or picked yeah. up locally quite cheap. Like I've probably paid to have 
three, four belts maybe sent from America. Like it's a big expense, but the European title was one that I, I kind of wanted to feel mm-hmm. like the collection was complete. So I would just, put, I put my loose change in a tin for about six months. Awesome. Every time I, every time I got changed, I don't really spend cash very often, but anytime I had cash, I would just put it into this tin until it was there and I didn't have to think about it and bought it. Awesome. That That's awesome. I like it. And I like that you've got the complete original WWF set with IC European tag and world title. Indeed. Um, well, that's the belt talk done. I did have one very, very quick um, extra thing that we were going to talk about, which I won't go into too much detail on, but we were going to pick of three classic wrestling shirts and yeah. i was going to ask you which of these you thought was the best and if you had a favorite wrestling shirt from the 90s so the three okay. that we went with here were the classic nwo versus the classic austin 316 um i on this one actually you know to this day now i think the nwo shirt's probably the best wrestling shirt ever made so i went that way what did you think on that um i i think of it as ones i wouldn't i that i would like to uh, be okay wearing now and for the most part, like I don't really care about like people judging me about what I wear. I dress like I'm 12 years old most of the time. <laughs> um, but the Austin 316 shirt's cool. But the current one, they changed the skull in the back. It's not the smoking skull anymore. It's just a regular skull. And the NW one, I don't know. It just seems cooler. And the Austin 316, some might think it's like religious or you're being like uh, like offensive to someone. Uh, as, as a big of an Austin fan as I was, I'm going to give the edge to the NWO classic black and white one. We agree on that. And while you mentioned dressing like a 12-year-old, I'm literally sat here in like the classic 1990s Houston Rockets throwback. Is that a Charles Barkley? It's, no, it's Steve Francis. I couldn't okay. find any, anybody else. but um. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I, I love my retro stuff. So yeah. the next... The next two um, are a little bit more out there. Definitely wrestling shirts. So it's the Red Wolf Pack shirt versus the DX Classic. Um, I went with the DX Classic, even though I'd probably cringe wearing a shirt that says "Suck It" on the back. I'm like, I don't wear red anything, so I could not rock this Wolf Pack one. What about you? Okay, so I'm I'm I have a lot of red. I got a pair of red Converse shoes. I have a red Hulk Hogan shirt. A couple of red like baseball caps. The red's all me. Uh, the DX shirt, I think would be so much better if it didn't say suck it on the back, <laughs> you know, like I, I remember like a local, like Kmart, like store out department store out here had wrestling shirts in the nineties and they had the DX shirt and it did not say suck it on the back. And I remember at the time my friend had it and we like made fun of him because it didn't say suck it on the back. You know, he didn't have the official one. <laughs> That's brilliant. Uh, I'm going to pick the DX shirt without sucking on the back, but since that doesn't exist anymore, we'll go with the Red Wolf Pack. I'll pick the Red Wolf Packs. So we'll disagree on that slightly. Okay, and the, the tiebreaker was the classic WCW Monday Nitro TNT shirt versus the classic WWF Attitude shirt um, that you would have seen on, um, mm-hmm. most, probably most famously on the, um, the the security guy that was always ringside during the Attitude era. Yep. The uh, and on the back it says "get it" or whatever, or "come get some," something like that. Yeah, uh, you know, I've re- in recent years or whatever, I've grown to love the old classic WCW Nitro T-shirt. So I'm going to give the edge to that, just because as a kid I convinced myself that WCW. We talked about this. The WCW sucked, even though we knew it was great. Um, so I didn't appreciate a lot of it at the time. But I'm going to pick the Nitro logo shirt. Okay, cool. I, w- I went the other way because I love that classic Attitude Era shirt. But um, I, yeah, probably, even though I went two to one WWF, the only one of these I would probably wear out in public now is the NWO classic. Like, I'm not a yeah. big wrestling shirt guy, so that's just for me. I And I especially hate anything that has pictures of wrestlers on it. I just, mm-hmm. I can't do it. Yeah, well, so uh, there's a. You're familiar with the Homage shirts, the Homage brand. I don't know if you get them out there. No. Uh, so Homage is a local, somewhat local. I say local. It's a few. It's a couple states over from me, um, but they make really cool vintage shirts. And if you ever get a chance, check out their website. Um, and I think the Legend Shop has it. I don't know if it's on the Australia version or the UK version or not. But they make really cool vintage style shirts and really soft style ones. And there's a couple that are great. And one of them is like they've got Macho Man Elizabeth from WrestleMania 7, like Liz on Macho Man's shoulder, but it's like a cartoon form. It's not like a, a screen print. I know what you're saying. It's not like a, 
uh, like a guy naked, basically half naked on your T-shirt. Um, I think I've, I think I've seen make, that shirt. It is very cool. Yeah, so they make cool shirts like that. But um, I don't know the the Attitude Era one is cool, but the Nitro just really sticks out to me. Um, and I think, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, no. great. I, last question I was going to ask is like, do you have a favorite wrestling shirt in your collection right now? Um, it's I've got so many of them. Uh, I remember when the Bullet Club, like New Japan stuff, was going on, and I thought that was really cool. The only problem with that is like I really like the Young Bucks version of it with the skull and the guns, but the the guns have streamers that, like coming off of them. But like I don't like wearing a gun on my T-shirt. Like out here, that like really signifies like you're like a gun nut, which I'm not. Um, to people that aren't wrestling fans. So I do like the Young Bucks one, but for my favorite, oh, I know what it is. Easy, easy. So you remember the all-over prints from the 90s, like the yeah. big prints? So I have the yeah, Lex yeah. Luger version of that, where it's basically a big American flag shirt with Lex Luger flexing on the front of it. Like, I've got that one. That's like my <laughs> – and I when I met Lex Luger, I wore it, and I'll, I'll DM you the picture when we're done here of me and him with the Lex Luger, Sean. That, that's my favorite one for sure. What my about you? favorite – yeah, my favorite wrestling shirt at the moment is, I don't know, it must be out like one of those crates or something. Like I've never subscribed to anything like that, but I picked yeah. it up off eBay. It's a Repo Man shirt and it just says like <gasps> Repo Man Motor City. It's amazing. It's oh like- Oh <laughs> my God. I love it. <laughs> yeah. I love it. It looks like, you know, some sort of, I don't know. It looks like the kind of shirt you'd get for Father's Day, but like ironically, because it's Repo Man rather than like, you know, um, I'm, I'm trying to think what it'd be, be comparable to. I imagine like a bunch of car companies would make shirts that look like this. Yeah, maybe. Or like if you're a tow truck driver, maybe or something. But yeah, that's funny. Yeah. So Who that's makes a Repo Man shirt? I heard Barry Darso hates the Repo Man gimmick, doesn't like talking about it. So that's even better they made the shirt. <laughs> I, lo- I love some of those early 90s gimmicks. I was still young enough to, you know, be into that. Um, it's not until the mid-90s that I got old enough to think, what the hell was I thinking? Thinking Repo Man was good or, <laughs> you know. Well, that's when wrestlers had other jobs. <laughs> he had a second <laughs> job as a Repo Man or a tax man or, or a race car driver, whatever it was. I love it. It was just, yeah, being a wrestler didn't pay the bills, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it did not. You had to have a second job. Yeah, there's so many wrestling shirts out and, some of them now are cringe bad, but every once in a while you're like, okay, that's that's a cool one. I like that one. Every once in a while they'll they'll hit a home run. The one thing I do rock pretty religiously every week, at least a couple of times, is some really terrible wrestling socks. I've got tons of pairs of wrestling socks. So everything from The Rock to yeah. um, Lex Luger USA socks, uh, okay. Macho Man socks. I'm always rocking them under my jeans. So okay, that that that's cool too because it's like. Maybe someone's like sitting next to you and look down like, wait, what, what is that? With the rock on your feet or something? I like it. <laughs> yeah. I've got, yeah, I've got one of those. I've got some Macho Man ones. I've got one pair. Very cool. All right. Well, that's pretty much all the, the stuff we were going to review. Thank you so much for um, getting on late night Chicago time to match up with my weekend Australian time. I very much appreciate it. All good, man. You, uh, so you DM me a few hours ago and you're like, we doing this? I'm like, um, I thought it was tomorrow because of different time schedules and stuff, but it's all good. We've got daylight savings time coming this weekend, so I get an extra hour of sleep anyway. So I'm not too worried about it. And it was fun, man. And keep up your show. And I tell people every week, like on our show, the PPW podcast, like there's so many podcasts out there. There's so many like professional ones. There's, you know, all the Conrad Thompson ones and the Stone Cold one and Jericho. But some of these fan ones are really, really good, um, especially if they really hit your niche as a fandom. So uh, keep up. Keep up the work with your show and uh, check out all of our other podcast buddies too. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, you and I probably listen to a bunch of similar yeah. podcasts. Um, I, I'm pretty certain we both listen to Fully Posable religiously. Oh, yeah. That's something that I'm always listening to. But absolutely, I agree. There's a bunch of good podcasts that, you know, hits a, a topic that you love. I The thing I particularly love about you guys, you and Eric, is you guys are constantly reviewing things that are in my the nostalgia zone like every time when you guys talk about like survivor series in the 90s i'm like oh my god i, I yep. love the you know and one thing about you i think everyone's 
probably whether they know it or not on Twitter seen your your um, picture that's constantly being ripped off. And <laughs> yeah, my VHS of, yeah. of your um, video store, which I am so jealous of. By the way, if I had the room to do that, I would a hundred percent do that. It was a dream. So, for what Lee's talking about is, so a while ago I took this picture, like just shared a picture of my. I built a mini video store in my basement, and it's cool and it's fun. But I took a picture. And there was a certain Twitter account that started sharing it all over. And they're known for taking people's pictures and not giving them credit for it. And not a big deal. Like, I don't want to, like, be compensated. I'm like, hey, could you just tell them this is mine? And I didn't put a watermark on it. So they blocked me. So whatever, it happens. But now, every once in a while, that same photo appears on Facebook or appears on Reddit. But what's cool is now people will start coming like, hey, this is PPW's photo. Like, people know now it's mine. So... But yeah, I've got all the old wrestling tapes in my my basement here, and they're fun to look at. And just like belts, they're pieces of art to look at. Just like art in the wall. Granted, it's you know the the Hulkamaniacs versus rude or versus uh, you know the natural disasters. It's not exactly fine art, but it's still art nonetheless. Yeah, every time I see one of them covers, it still hits me in the in the nostalgia zone. So the fact that you can walk down into, I guess, like your basement, is it where you've got them? Yeah, yeah. So like you mentioned, you've got like a little man cave. Um, our basement is an L shape, so my daughters have the entire long portion of the basement. I have the one short L in my entire house is where all my stuff is. <laughs> Just so my whole house, I have one tiny room, so that's where my uh, wrestling stuff is. So that's where it's at. But but no, definitely um, check out everybody. Go and listen to PPW. You will definitely get a laugh. If you're a 90s wrestling fan like a lot of us are, you will definitely love hearing that stuff. Um, I still, to this day, crack up whenever I think of Eric's story about hitting on the, the Kona Crush finishing move. <laughs> My favorite story ever. Episode 60 of our show, SummerSlam 92, 30-minute mark. I haven't memorized. <laughs> I'll listen to it. I, I've never, I was crying laughing on that that story. So, yeah. Thanks, man. I really appreciate that. And I really appreciate you asking me to come on. That's why I wanted to do it so bad tonight because I didn't want to get delayed because you've got a family. I've got a family. We both know like stuff happens. So if we can do it, let's just do it. Absolutely. And I really appreciate it. So everyone definitely check out PPW um, and you won't be disappointed. Thanks once again, Steve. I really appreciate it. All right, Lee. Well, thanks. Thank you so much for having me on. We'll talk soon. Perfect.